Welcome back to the Coffee Break Bible Study Podcast. We are continuing our study in the book of Matthew. We are in Matthew chapter 4. And how wonderful this book is. We continue to look at it. Here we are. We get into more speaking of Christ. We Last episode we talked about John the Baptist. We saw Christ being baptized. In chapter 4, we really dive into Christ being tempta- tempted. The temptation of Christ. Three of them. Uh, keep in mind, as we dive into this chapter, Christ was fasting before he was tempted, as we saw there in verse, as we see in verse two, he was fasting for forty days and forty nights, and afterward he was hungry. You think, keep in mind that that idea of fasting. This is, this was a a willing abstinence or reduction from food, water, or both. So, he, either he he had, had not eaten anything for these forty days, or maybe he he's gradually reduced the amount that he's eaten, why he's been in this desert, uh, or in this wilderness, as we saw in verse 1. So he's been fasting, he's hungry. And it's interesting that Christ is tempted just as we are. If we turn over to Hebrews chapter 4 for just a moment, look at verse 15. It says, For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the filling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. And again, there we're seeing Christ. He was tempted just like us. Very interesting that we have that recorded for us, that we can see Christ being tempted. Not only do we see him being tempted, but we see him, how he overcomes temptation. And what a wonderful lesson it is. Because Christ knows what we go through. And he knows when we are tempted. Yet he was without sin. There are several lessons that we can learn from this section of passages that we can learn from Christ for when we are tempted. The first off is Satan can tempt us uh, when we are vulnerable. Here is Christ, hungry. Satan knew that he was hungry. And Satan told him how he could solve this issue. Turn these stones into bread. It could have been very easy for Christ to change those stones. He could have... Uh, made them into bread, but he doesn't. Yet he puts God first. And it's a wonderful lesson for us. If we look at, at Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33, we keep this in mind because when we are tempted, this is what we need to focus on. Matthew 6 verse 33 says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Of course, there are Christ speaking, as we'll see here later on in, in a later episode, that we're not to worry about anything because God's going to take care of it. He's going to provide food. He's going to provide raiment. He's going to give us those things that we need. Yet Satan here in our chapter, in the section that we're studying, he's tempting Christ. He's giving him an easy solution, yet Christ puts God first. He overcomes this temptation with Scripture by quoting Deuteronomy 8 in verse 3. It says, That he might make thee now know that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. And you think of that. God has given us everything that we need. And we see this in several different places. Uh, we see it in, in several different scriptures. First, turn with me to James chapter 1 and look at verse 17. James 1 verse 17. Uh, James being a very practical book. 
James 1.17 reads, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Every good gift comes from Him. He provides those things. Another passage we can turn to, if we turn over to Philippians chapter 4, and look at verses 10 through 13, here's Paul proclaiming, Look, God provided. God gave me everything. It says, But I rejoice in the Lord greatly that the last your care of me hath flourished again, wherein you are also ye are also careful, but ye lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in what sort of state I am therewith to be content. I both know how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere in all things I am I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. In verse 13, we, we've probably seen this verse quoted several times. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Paul there saying, look, I know how to have little. I know how to have much. Christ gives everything to me. He's my strength. Another passage we could turn to is, is 2 Timothy chapter 3. In verse, verses 16 and 17, we hear, you think of Christ being tempted. Where does he go? He goes back to the book. He goes back to Scripture. Even for us today, when we're tempted, why not go back to the book? 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says, All Scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Now keep this in mind in verse 17, that the man of God may be perfect Thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Everything's there. Right there. Everything we need. How wonderful that is. We can also learn that Satan, his attempts and the temptations of Satan are not from God. Uh, Turn back to James chapter 1 with me. As we mentioned, James is very practical in looking here. James 1, 13 through 15 shows us says, let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. And God's not the one doing the tempting. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away from his own lust and enticed. Then, when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. God's not the one tempting. It is Satan. It's just we see here in Matthew. It's Satan tempting our Lord and Savior. As he was hungry. As, as he was hungry. And looking forward to something. And there was a lust there. A need for food. And our Lord overcomes that temptation. As we see in verse 4. Yet we need to learn. Uh, from these temptations. Uh, We can also look at Job. I forgot to look at Job. Job 1, we see that God did not tempt. Satan was behind everything. We go to Job 1. We're not going to look at the whole chapter of Job. But if you read that chapter, you can see that that Satan had to come to God. He had to ask. and And God said, have you considered my servant Job? And then Satan asked for the opportunity to take Uh, do certain things to Job. And I encourage you to read that and look at Job 1. Yet we need to learn from those temptations that we see in James 1, verses 2 
through 4. James 2 there saying, count it all, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation. How can you count it joy? You learn from them. God will provide a way of escape. Uh, turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and look at verse 13. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13. As we read this together, it says, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape, that you may be able to bear it. You think of that. You're going to be tempted. We all are. Yet, God's faithful. He's going to help us through that issue, that that time. He's going to give us a way of escape. He's going to give us an out if we are able to take it so that we can bear that temptation, so that we can learn from it. Uh, you think of, of here we are with Christ. He's being tempted. And, and just as we see in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, there's a way out. He's able to bear it. Look at Matthew chapter 4 and verse 6 with me because the second point we really need to look at is that Satan, he knows the scripture. Verse 6 says, Then uh, and saith unto him, and verse, we'll start in verse 5, Then the devil taken him up into, a holy, into the holy city and set him upon the pinnacle uh, of the temple and said unto them, if thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands shall they bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against the stone. Satan uses this scripture. This comes from Psalm uh, 91, verses 11 and 12. Uh, he takes Jesus to the pinnacle of the temple. Some say this is the highest point. Uh, and they believe it was around 180 feet. Yet Satan uses the scripture to tempt Christ. and says, look. He says, look, if you go up here, you throw yourself down. God's not going to let anything happen to you. You're his son. He's going to catch you. His wings will have charge over you. And we must keep this in mind. Anyone can quote scripture. Anyone can take a scripture and quote it. And it can be used improperly. They can take it out of the context. We have to be mindful of that. We have to make sure that is within what is being taught. Look at what Satan did in the garden. He took the command uh, that God had given to Adam and Eve not to eat of that tree. And he changed it. He added one word. Thou shall not surely die. He changed it to fit his needs. Same here. Satan is using scripture. But it's in the wrong context. He's using it for the wrong purpose. Christ again overcomes again, uh, overcomes it with Scripture. He goes to Deuteronomy 6, verse 16. As we see him there quoting, he says, It is written in verse 7, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And then Satan again, he takes him up into an exceeding high mountain, shows him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them, and he's looking, he's showing all these things to Christ, and he says, all these things I will give you if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Hey, you think of that. This is the Son of God. The one that 
God sent here. And Satan has the audacity to say, You, I'll give you all these kingdoms if you fall down and worship me. And Satan's tempting them with a shortcut, a bypass. He tempts Christ by saying, I'll give you all these kingdoms if you worship me. We must remember that Satan only has dominion over us. Uh, when we give in to him, he can look at all these kingdoms and say, Hey, I'll give them to you. He may, be coming, he may be lying to Christ here. He's trying to give Christ a bypass to his death on the cross, a shortcut. Uh, so you, he's pretty much saying, Look, I'll give you these things so you don't have to go here. You just fall down and worship me. There's a big if there. Yet Christ quotes scripture again from Deuteronomy chapter 6, uh, verses 13 through 14. As we see, we continue to look. It says, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Matthew chapter 4, verse 10. Christ wasn't going to fall down and worship Satan. He wasn't going to give in to these temptations. And yet we need to take a very important lesson for ourselves. If we, it is that we can be tempted in many different ways. But God will provide a way of escape as we saw in 1 Corinthians 10. We need to seek Him. We need to follow His Word. As we saw in, in 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. Everything's right there. We are thoroughly furnished. He has provided. He will continue to do so. Christ has given us a wonderful Example how that we can overcome temptations. It's going by going to the Word of God, by being faithful to God, by seeking God's righteousness and seeking the Lord and following those examples. How wonderful that is. And keep in mind, Christ was tempted just like we are. He knows what we go through. He knows what we face. And we've just looked at it. He was tempted there. He could have. Hey, the, the man side of God. We know that God, Christ is... is all man and all God. He had all authority of God. Yet he was tempted just like we are, but without sin. What an encouragement as we look at Christ that we can go to the scripture in those times of need. Again, I'd like to thank you for joining us in this study of Matthew chapter 4 here on the podcast. We gotten through verse 11 where the devil is fleeing uh, we'll continue in our next episode to look at chapter 4 we're really getting to a lot of good meat and potato uh, material here and how wonderful that is we're getting to a lot of rich uh, study and it's going to continue to get better as we get into chapter 5 and chapter 6 and chapter 7 and throughout the rest throughout the book and and it's so wonderful this 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 letter this book that is written to us in the perspective of Matthew and here we are studying it together thank you for joining us uh, for this episode of the Coffee Break Bible Study podcast uh, like you if you could uh, subscribe to keep up to date with upcoming episodes uh, we do have a Facebook page we'll be posting on uh, what upcoming upcoming episodes are posted and information that's going on. But again, thank you for listening and and come back to the second part of our study in Matthew chapter 4.